0: Can't win. He got checked the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, wrong, from The guard's leaving the ball. Gay
1: dollars months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Put out the bush, it's 15 lands clear.
0: She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me peaky, threat at the eye of the needle. Can he stay? Ha! Huh. He'd stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy hits to pull the whip. He's
1: five. It's Order of Australia starting to kick away from the other four pedals galore. Dr. Zemf next but running up towards the finish. It's Order of Australia striding out to repeat Romanized minstrels.
0: That was the closing stages. Overnight at the Curra. Order of Australia returning to the winner's stall. Pretty quiet weekend across the board, mm. Blanks. He- you could
1: tell in the Irish uh, call there. Usually he's going right over the top. No. He was in line with the weekend, a very subdued call of Order of Australia. But, um, yeah, back in the winner's circle, he won that race last year uh, and ran to exactly the same level doing it this year, 121. So he's a a Group 1 winner. He won a Breeders' Cup mile in in 2020. He's run nine times since then. He's won this race twice and he's lost seven times all in Group 1s. And I think that probably sums up Order of Australia. He's probably just a a little level below the the top brass. And actually, interesting, he he ran third to Bayeid. Last time he's been a victim of Bayeid a couple of times. But in that um, tradesman-like and uninspiring win of, of Bayeid, he was he was six lengths away in third and he's straight out and winning a group race. And eight lengths away in fourth was Chindit, and he won the group two summer mile really well after that as well. So six and eight lengths away group winners from that uninspiring and worksman, workman-like performance from Bayeid that day where he disappointed the visuals boys. A bit more going
0: on in France over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I wanted to make the um, I've got notes here. I wanted to. Uh, I've just been rating it actually, and I, I wanted to make the um, the Bastille Day festivities at Longchamp the the front of house, but unfortunately, none of them quite ran up to the the same level of form as as order of Australia. So no, none of them topped the one hundred and twenty on on that card at Longchamp last Thursday. Um, but Onesto is interesting to me because well, he's by Frankel out of a See the Stars mare, so he does have a big profile of of sorts. Um, but he, he might not be, you know, he's not a Farb, he's not a Godolphin, he's not Aiden, you know, he's, he might have a, a bit more of a low-key profile than, than a few of those. But I think he won this really well, Ernesto and, and um, I think that form, it's probably, is it ARC form? Probably. I mean, the answer to that is probably not, but I think it will be slightly undersold. I'm sort of ready to burn some cash on it anyway, if that makes sense. Because he'll surely go to an ARC trial now. This is an ARC trial of sorts, the Grand Prix de Paris. Um, but he beat nice horses and the form has a really nice rounded look about it. So I've got him running to 117. So as I said, I couldn't make him the, the highest rated winner, but he, he finished full of running. It's actually, it's interesting, The if you look at the official times posted, it looks like a very ordinary time, but um, someone forgot to hit go on the stopwatch in the Phillies race. <laughs> they got about 300 miles. I was trying to calculate the time. What is going on here? Um, Yeah, she, the Philly Raclette, It was another Frankel Philly of Farbe's, did not run the fastest 2,400 in Longchamp history by 14 seconds. <laughs> for those taking notes at home. <laughs> Have a go at this one. Uh, it was actually slowly run that race and they, they finished quickly. And she's a nice Philly raclette, but she's probably... She's the opposite. She's got a huge profile and she's probably slightly worse than what she looks on paper. Whereas Ernesto, to me, is the other way around. He's probably a bit better than I think he'll get credit for. Um, so he's interesting. There's one little point of reference, only one point of reference and it doesn't mean a lot, but Piz Badil ran last and he'd run second in the Irish Derby beaten about the same margins. Um, but if you consider Ernesto's late splits there, there's actually, as I said, one point of reference among many. And But it's an interesting point, and, and it makes him something like Westover. Now, I don't think he is as good as Westover, who won the Irish Derby, but I don't think he's as far behind as maybe the market in the future will um, we'll play out. So he's interesting to me. In fact, I think away from those big Derby winners, we talked about them, Desert Icon, Westover, deduce from Japan – who's coming to Europe, so he's essentially part of it now. He is. Um, Look, they're all better than... They've all got better form than Ernesto here, but um, interestingly enough, he's he's the best of the rest. And I have him a little bit better than Tuesday and and Emily Upjohn from the Oaks as well, who I suppose that was a candidate for the highest-rated performance of the week until it fell to absolute pieces, the Irish Oaks. Um, Magical Lagoon got away with that without even really having to do more than she did to win at Ascot. But, yeah, Tuesday and Emily Upjohn missed there, but they'll probably – Emily Upjohn will probably go to the King George on a Saturday, so there's a, a bit to look forward to there. One other – I've got, as I said, I took notes because last week I wanted to say one thing. Uh, one thing – oh, that's quite interesting. I'll make sure I mention that on the podcast, and then we did the podcast, and it's like I never even said it. <laughs> so this week I'm like, I'm going to write that down. Do you know, 21 – the last 10 years, 21% of the runners in the Grand Prix de Paris have ended up here. Really? Mm. Yeah, 18 of them. There's a few names in there. Ladari's in there. Au revoir. Max Dynamite ran here. Galante won down Mm. here. Ouvray. He ran last in a Grand Prix de Paris. Storm the Stars. Waller couldn't get him going. Venice Beach barely got going for Lloyd, but I think, did he win a Naturalism? Order of the Garda definitely won a Naturalism. Downdraft won a... Did he win on Derby Day? Won the handicap on Derby Day and maybe ran in a Mooney Valley Cup. Nerf Bosque. The mighty. The mighty nerf boss. Port Guillaume, who they can't get going, English King not going. Serpentine, they won't get him going. Uh, and then two more that are here and haven't run yet, Gold Trip and Sir Lamarack. Sir Lamarack's been entered a couple of times lately without running. And Gold Trip has, in twelve months in Australia, managed to trial nicely at Albury. Mm. That's been the extent of his twelve months in Australia so far. But he does have multiple performances above one twenty to his name, Gold Trip. So if they ever manage to get him Get him right. Get him right, he... He's a very good horse. So yeah, that was my interesting fun
0: fact. Twenty one percent yeah, Grand Prix de Paris. So what percentage was Lloyd?
1: Ah, well, one, two, three, four, five, five of the eighteen. Yeah, but there's a, a nice spread mm. if you like. But yeah, when you look at where we're at at the moment, in you know, coming off maybe the quietest weekend of the year in Australian racing, close a mm. contender if it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Grand Prix de Paris and probably the race after it as well, the are the, um, uh, Probably bigger pointers to the spring carnival here than anything that happened in Australia. It's probably the most Australian relevant meeting going around. I should say Quickthorn actually won the staying race for the older horses on that card. He's run to 116 a bunch of times. In fact, Tom Marquand was candidate for Morikar um, Award mm. for his ride on Quickthorn. It was a cracker. He's trained by Huey Morrison, who won that race with Marmello before he ran second in the Melbourne Cup. And came here twice and ran in that race on Bastille Day three times. So I think Quickthorn might be a... Um, Sneaky? Well, he's he's a, only a little bit below Marmelo. He is below. Yes, below, but only a little bit. Um, I think they'll think about it. He had a good time down here with Marmelo, didn't he? He would have had fun. He would have for sure. Tommy Mark one's Aussie Tom. He'll be in his ear. Bring him down. So, yeah, that might be a relevant race as well. And that's... Similarly, Marmelo is not the only one to have come out of that. And, you know, there's a dozen in the last 10 years that have come out of the the Daniel and run here as well. So, yeah, last Thursday at, Coming um, to you soon. at Longchamp was the probably the most interesting Australian race meeting spring pointer, if you like, of the last week.
0: You mentioned not a lot happened on the weekend here. We really struggled to find the biggest flop. Yeah, in fact, I'm still at a loss. I left it to you. What did we come up with? So we've gone to Sydney. Race seven, this is a dual award to Brimstone and Irish Legend. So they were close to half the market there on the weekend. They ran sixth and last. Irish Legend was good in his Australian debut. Ran he a was st- back 100 metres, wasn't he? Ran a stinker on the weekend.
1: Yeah. Mm. That didn't look like the race for him, would that be fair to say.
0: Yeah, but... i mean, stinker. I'm sorry. Yeah, he I'm got beat too. nine. Yeah. yeah no, he's back 100. Yeah, maybe. Like you are going to say, outpaced, looking for further. Hmm. That would be his excuse, but
1: I'll take your word for it. He's, he's disgraced himself, right?
0: Oh, he ran terrible. Yeah. And Brimstone was just as bad getting every possible. Mm. So they're the flops because everything seemed to play pretty straight away from that. So maybe the biggest flop then is
1: the Taylor Pendrith winner. And the real flop is uh, Jamie Carr. Mm. Through Irish Eyes. This is a. I mean, there are, there are Pendrith winners and there are Pendrith winners. This is a. This is a. We had this
0: summed up. Golf yesterday morning. It
1: was all over a, a long, long way from home. I, let me just double again. I look. What was the time figure of the, flam, the time honoured? I mean, you're, you're running in a race honoured by time and they didn't honour it with time, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Horrifying won that with a time figure of 37.
0: Oh, Put that into perspective for people that don't. So if we take all the figures. times across the
1: card and we try to normalise them for how, good, how old those horses are and how good those horses, how good we think they are. Um, we can come up with a track variant that basically makes the times comparable and then by using those standards, normalise the whole way across. We can basically, the time figure we come up with is saying what level of horse would we expect to run to our standard? 37. This is the, basically what I'm trying to say, probably in a bundle of words that don't make a lot of sense, is that 37 is saying that this is the time, based on other times on this card, that we would expect from a horse rated 37. (laughs) And now horrifyings rated one hundred and three, mm. so that gives you another another idea. And there's through Irish eyes being snicked, dragged back and sitting three wide last. <laughs> I mean, where are we? I mean, they've all missed par by miles, but you you won't you won't miss par by much further than that. And it is I mean this is an extreme example of a what I. Th- Feel is a trend in in Victorian staying races, and I did try to drag that up. And I was I was thinking there there might not have been a well run staying race in metropolitan Melbourne for months. Yeah, so I went back to Anzac Day. So Steel Prince won a really mm. and the St Ledger on the same day. So Anzac Day, we go back to then. We had two genuine a twenty six and a twenty eight hundred meter race, and they were genuine tests. Thinking there might not have been a strongly run staying race in Melbourne since now. Unfortunately, I couldn't completely just confirm my suspicions. There there have been a couple. <laughs> There have been a couple, two from 16, 16 Metropolitan staying races since Anzac Day. Two of them have been, I put them into three buckets, fast, fair and farcical. And it is tilted. I thought it would be maybe even more strongly tilted, but more than half, 56.25%, nine of 16, fall into the farcical bucket. And then you've got five fair and two fast. So two genuine staying tests in Melbourne since Anzac Day.
0: Which sort of goes against what we think about Melbourne stays when they come to Sydney because genuinely they're the ones that you want to find coming to Sydney because they've been in true staying tests and Sydney's not necessarily the same. Different training facilities as well in Melbourne which allows them to get them fitter. Mm. But that doesn't fit that scenario either. No. Well, all these horses,
1: trainers put them up over a trip and then get them into a battle of speed. Don't they put them in these races over longer distances because they want to prove that they can sustain speed? I don't know. It seems... To go anyway, it didn't quite. <laughs> there have been a couple, a couple of strongly run staying races since, but it should be. Should it not be evenly distributed between slightly too fast and way too slow? If anything, you should err on the side of going too fast because mm. the other bits and pieces that yeah, make up a race are, you know, the advantages are to the horses prominent. So there should be a. It should be a prize to be up there.
0: Mm. I think it's harder to sell that which is why they don't yeah because conventional wisdoms are ridiculous Jamie jumps off and they went too slow yeah whereas if you get outstayed there is no excuse mm.
1: well he should have led that race by miles and one
0: mm. who would have thought we're only a couple of weeks out to the end of the season but it took Jamie Carr to then to win the Taylor Penderth and, and the that worst fun. I'm gonna say it is yeah it probably is yeah I mean she's, a and, she's and she's and she's won know. it's the worst Taylor Penderth of all time well all time since we started the podcast it's a shocker it's a shocker I thought Chris Parnham was going to wrap it up. I didn't really even pay attention to Fleming's. Yeah, Honourable like mentions. Honourable mentions. So the Velvet Queen, who has featured on this podcast previously, her last three starts now, 13 pounds, 17 pounds, 27 pound markup. So he's got better. He's gone 27, 17 and then 13 pound markup on Saturday, Chrissy Parnum. And then in the next race, he's actually gone too fast. So he's done both. Oh, the overcorrect. He's, he's gone the overcorrect. Like my driver. Yeah. So he <laughs> essentially slaughtered it to win on the weekend. She just got there, but has been given questionable rides her last three starts. Broke through for a win on the weekend. I think more wins are in store for her. I think the Morikawa is going west as well, is it not? It is. I forgot we had not do the Morikawa. We did the Taylor no. Pendry first. The Morikawa Award. too much fun being negative. <laughs> yeah. It's so much easier, isn't it? <laughs> Which jockey flushed it this weekend? We found nothing in Sydney and Melbourne. They were pretty, I guess, bland. You could say. Honourable mention to Lockie King in the
1: race, won by Squid Game. Did well. Yeah, there was a couple of good rides in there. But I was, you know, let's send the Mohikawa on the road.
0: Yeah, Sean O'Donnell on position of power in the last of Belmont actually rode a treble there on Saturday. As mentioned, Chris Parnham went too fast on no white flag and O'Donnell positioned his horse perfectly, got everything out of him. You won't see many better timed rides from near the back of the field. So the horse had the ability to get there, but I'd be very Wary of backing it again off that win on the weekend because Sean O'Donnell has done everything to get him over the line. Had a look back at his stats since Jan 1. Expected wins of 40 and he's ridden 44 with an impact value of 1.3 and he's improving horses two pounds during that period. So riding really well.
1: Making a difference.
0: Yeah, making a difference and you don't have to pay for it. So Sean O'Donnell, a jockey you want to find over in WA. Get ready. (laughs) It's time for Around the Grounds. So WA Savage 1 was the time figure of the day. There were some good
1: times there. Any beyond Savage 1 who I assume handicapper run well again? Is there any other performances of note worth bringing up? Well, who's a two-year-old? Two-year-old was close as well.
0: 2 year old smart. That's a couple now. Paddy's lad last weekend, an Aztec ruler, I believe, on the weekend. Ran really good time, did it on speed. Nice margins through the fields, I think. They do unearth a few good ones at this time of year in Perth and the last two Saturday winners certainly look that bit way. Bit of a trend actually. Giga Kick was good in Melbourne. Yeah, but
1: yep. not spectacular, but 96 instead of 86, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. okay, this isn't the Caulfield Guineas horse, but that's a nice winner and Thronbone's been good and this was similar. Duels, another one that sort of fits like there's a cluster of horses that have run to that sort of level in the off-season, so that's been okay because we're sort of saying the top ones haven't Mm. Well, other than Fireburn and She's Extreme, there's just a massive big black hole behind there. Yeah, I think the off-season two-year-olds have held up, so there's a little bit of promise for, you know, hopefully there's there's more to come from the two-year-olds. And the best time in Brisbane was a two-year-old as well, which was Honeypot, who ran to 96. And probably the same thing. I doubt Honeypot is any star. It's taken her a while to get off the mark, but she's been fancied and unlucky a couple of times, put into the race this time. And, yeah, 96, look, it's not going to... She's not next year's Stradbroke horse, but she's a good two-year-old winner for this time of year. So she was the best time in Brisbane on Saturday. They
0: had a big opinion of her early. She was one of the trial horses and taken a while. To okay. they aimed up with her, obviously. Taken a while to break through and the old I should be better at three in the right stable.
1: Yep. Melbourne's best time... Wasn't through Irish eyes. It was not through Irish eyes, no. No, his time figure of 34 didn't quite get him there. Um, but Squid Game fell in. Interesting, I f- forgot to look this up. Someone mentioned to me on Twitter or mentioned to a few people on Twitter that Paddy Payne's horses, a lot of them seem to be being ridden more prominently in the last couple mm. of weeks. Suspect that might be true but I need to look that up. He had a few horses on speed on Saturday and it was the difference here, squid game, able to win, Craig Williams, smart, good ride. If Paddy Payne starts having all his horses ridden on speed, he, might, he might just win everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on speed for Paddy used to be second last. Yeah,
1: that's true. But for horses like Squid Game, who's been going really well and getting into horrible spots, and unfortunately for him, bumping into a couple of really good ones as well, and there was there was nothing quite so good here. Um, this is the best way to optimise that talent and, and convert it into wins. And if there's one thing Paddy can do, it's get horses to turn up and, and run their race and run good ratings consistently and repetitively. He just doesn't have the best record of converting that output into wins, if you like. Um, but no one would be doubting his ability to prepare horses. So if he gets his tactics right. My goodness. And another good training performance there, actually. Varen Skova, who I didn't give much hope in that race at all, um, was off a long break for, for Sydney Alderson and ran a career peak. So he's clearly back, shape, or she, sorry, he's clearly back really, really well and probably shaped better. And certainly, I think she's more interesting going forward than the winner squid game out of what was the, the fastest race at Flemington. Sydney was Lord Ardmore. Great, Ryan. Yeah, and any, any strong opinion there? Francesco Guardi, again, second horse, probably shaped better, if anything, than the winner. But that looks that looks really so, like off-season style. That's pretty good form. Yeah. He'll probably continue to race well and get himself into a Parramatta Cup and get found out there. That's my guess. Probably for the first two. If it stays wet. Yeah, does he want wet? Is that what we're saying? I think so. Mm. I think Francesco Guardi's always shown promise here. And since they've got him out and tried to make him a miler, which is strange for a while. Um, Frankel, but ever since he's... Just, even just that extra 200 metres, he's been much better, Only he that he's got more to come at 2,000,
0: I think. I think Lord Ardmore, in terms of wet track, he's done that second up, so if he doesn't like it, he wouldn't have been able to perform that well. They got him to a trip quickly.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think they're good enough to make their way into being the fit horse on the scene in the good middle-distance races at the start of the spring and then get blown away.
0: Well, it's not far away, is it?
1: Yeah, no, it comes up really quick. That's why he can get there. He's probably, they're probably one, maybe two more runs away from being in those races. Like all of a sudden he's in a Kingston town. Has a nine to one chance that you go, mm, well, he is fit. And then he runs sort of a really good fourth. And then the next start he runs into Metro and gets destroyed. And then that's the end. He's not actually that
0: good. Metro or the Epsom?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Francesco Guardi's He's probably coming back for 1,200 metre race somewhere. Morfaville was Jaguary, ran to 93. Pretty, yeah, he's a good horse. And pretty solid. He's having same theme as before. Two-year-old's running quite well. He's having won the Out of Lights of Heaven. Ah, I was going to say it wasn't. Yeah, with time moves? figure wasn't as yeah with Moody. And time figure wasn't quite as good as Jaguar, but it was fine. And form into the nineties, which is fine. his second start, nice profile. Plenty of you know, underneath that form, there is some substance. So there's another two-year-old that's probably again. It's not. We didn't just see the Caulfield Guineas winner or anything like that. But what we did see was a two-year-old win. Well, Yeah. And and really solid, particularly for the time of year. So we've already done Perth. Oh, you know what? It's like, you know what else is a capital city and they're coming to carnival time? The best time figure, I mean, this should be a new segment, time's on the tar. Yeah, bring going, it on. We're going to Darwin. I thought, ah, we've gone by. Ran to 85 in a handicap.
0: Is that Mark Newnham's horse? Yeah.
1: And, uh, I mean, I assume the betting is already at fever pitch, pre-post for the Darwin Cup. Have to be. But gone by. Just... Fronting up there, getting to 2,000 on the tar. Bang, 85 speed figure. He got to 100 for Mark you know? Newnham. Yeah, not a bad horse. So this race last year was won by Lotion in the mid-70s. <laughs> now we're in deep into the 80s. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do we want this going to air? Yeah. <laughs> Lotion was you know 30 to 1 and down the track in the Darwin Cup, but gone by his panels better than him off this race. So um, And was faster than venting, winning the derby. It was derby day. Were you aware of this? I was not. Venting smashed the Guineas winner 10 links back to third. Um, but the time couldn't stand up to gone By's time over the same distance 40 minutes earlier. And that tar don't change. Put him in your black book. Mm, so gone by his... Um, How many starts has he had there? I think he's had two. So he's had to blow the cobwebs off and then time figure of the day. Whack. Whack. Wow. So there's a... Got to think more
0: improvement to come.
1: I assume that Darwin Cup markets were spinning on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Closed. And did you know they had their winter championships... You know, I love finals day. As you I only just realised before we came on I was Ruakaka had the winter championships in New Zealand. What are we talking about? It's a big weekend of racing. River Run won it and ran to ninety seven. It's pretty good. It's not a bad run. Yeah, there you go. Could be out here. Yeah. So we've gone oh, gee, that's that's right round the grounds. Gone to the tar yeah. <laughs> the tar in Darwin and
0: Ruakaka. Even across the ditch. There you go. That is just so exciting. It is exciting, that around the ground segment. But the one to follow for us this week, again, this was pretty tricky for us. We had to search far and wide. Well, pretty much Adam told me he didn't have one, so I had to go searching. But Luke Pierro, who won at Northam last Thursday for David Harrison, Paul Harvey rode him, now had eight starts, I believe. This was the first time we'd seen him getting beyond a mile, got to 2,200. And while obviously there wasn't another staying race of similar distance on the day, First use of the track with rain around, always a bit tricky, but the time looks very good. I did it in isolation because if you don't, you've got him running a very, very good figure, so you've got to sort of check yourself when you see that sort of stuff. But looks a good time. There was a mark-up in it as well. I'd imagine he'll go to a class one or possibly better now. If he can stay at that trip, I think he'll be winning again because, as mentioned, first time we have seen him at a staying trip and he won with a leg in the air and the time was good. So Luke's Piero, one to follow at the Provincials in Perth, I'd imagine. Is he by Piero? He is. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. And I imagine Luke owns him.
1: You'd, you'd think so.
0: That wraps us up. We'll be back on Thursday with the Punner's preamble.